Welcome to Behavior Fit Radio, where we talk health, fitness, and behavior analysis. I'm your host, Nick Green. Welcome to the show. This episode is a Behavior Fit blog companion, and what I will do is read an older Behavior Fit article or an article I've written elsewhere on the internet, and I'll share some updates and thoughts as I go through the article or just whatever else comes to mind as I uh, work through the material. Uh, I hope you enjoy, and here we go. Okay, today's episode is part two of the two-part blog companion series on understanding the distractions that are found in health blogs. So, if you have not listened to part one, episode 10, stop listening to this one and go back and listen to that episode in which I talk about the problems with, uh, there's so much noise and distractions in the blogs, um, and just some strategies and patterns that I've noticed when reading both health blogs and academic research articles themselves. There's a big discrepancy and there's a lot of things out there that make it very confusing and um, you pretty much leave kind of the article without really understanding what's happening. But, you know, that's just my opinion. And so uh, today's episode, part two, is a case example of I will read a brief article, um, something that's out there in the popular presses, and look at the accompanying academic article that goes along with it. So the article, the popular press article is called, Do You Stand at Work? Question mark. You should stop doing this. So right away, we can see that, <clears throat> excuse me, that the first feature, the distraction, there's a very uh, attention-grabbing headline. Um, uh, it assumes a lot of cause and effect telling us what to do. You should stop doing this, exclamation point. Well, let's read what the article says. So and along the way, I'll add in my two cents. Sitting is the new smoking. Okay, I've gone over that before. This statement, which came out a couple years ago, was enough to shock workaholics who spent a good portion of their day working while sitting. For a while now, we have been believing that sitting is a health hazard. We have exposed ourselves enough already. And then came the revolution of standing desks, which offered the flexibility of working while standing, and soon everybody was propagating the idea of a standing desk, ditching the usual sitting ones. So that's a very long sentence. Let me let me see that one again. For a while now, we have been believing that sitting is a health hazard. We have exposed ourselves enough already. And then came the revolution of standing desks, which offered the flexibility of working while standing. And soon everybody was propagating the idea of a standing desk, ditching the usual sitting one. So just quickly here, I noticed that. Uh, so this article was taken from, um, looks like the Entertainment Times, which is a, looks like an, uh, an, a, uh, an Indian news site, so it looks like the grammar here isn't the best, but bear with me as I navigate through it. Um, but, in order to avoid the sedentary lifestyle that comes with sitting all day long, are we doing our bodies more harm than good? Researchers have now proven that, in fact, standing and working is just a fad, and it is actually doing nothing for your health. Alright, so that is a false statement that is... Not true. Um, the statement there says researchers have now proven that in fact, well, again, when we talk about proving and causality and prob probability, research is all about the odds of certain populations of people when they live a long time, what happens, what type of health problems, what type of health successes do they have, how long do they live. So saying that anything is a proven fact in health is very, is very, very short-sighted and unfounded. 
standing and working is just a fad. Uh, maybe it's just a fad, but it's backed by not only health research, but ergonomics research, um, all kinds of things. And it is actually doing nothing for your health, which is not true. Um, so uh, standing and moving helps your blood flow better, improves your uh, blood flat, fat panels, things like that. If you thought that by avoiding sitting and standing and working as exercise, you should take a review. All right, so this sentence here, sitting and standing and working is exercise. So um, again, the English here isn't great, but avoiding sitting, nobody said it was exercise. Uh, standing, nobody said that. So really, again, we're looking at these articles. Uh, somebody has a certain definition of what exercise is that may be different from my own. Um, I would look at exercise as a purposeful, healthy activity, looking for specific gains. Um, I don't think sitting, working at your desk is exercise, right? That's silly. So according to a study done by Dr. David Rempel, a professor at California, standing workstations which promise to do good for the cardiovascular health have no scientific backing and in fact are just promoting the lack of physical activity. Re replacing sitting with standing may, may mislead people into thinking that they are doing enough activity, but it is not true. Okay, so this article is where I made a comment on Twitter about it, and I mean, I don't have many followers, so I didn't really raise a ruckus, but okay, so the issue with this last statement, it says, according to a study done by Dr. David Rempel, it was not a study, it was a commentary, so this is the magic of what happens and how you can educate yourself and educate others of when you begin looking at what these journalists, what these news outlets are doing, you can look at what the article is, so really... I have the article pulled up, and this is the second part of this this episode. So, it's actually it, it's it's an occupational medicine forum article. It's just uh, really, if you look at columns here on a page, it's one, two, three columns on page one, and eighty percent of a column. So it's not even four columns here, and I'm going to read it. And there's a lot of it's not a study. It's just uh, this uh, professor uh, David Rampell, medical doctor. He's just making an interesting case about why standing desk research is limited, which is perfectly fine, but it's not saying that uh, what uh, what uh, the author of this article is saying, that researchers have not proven that, in fact, standing and working, is, it does nothing for your health. That is not true. So sitting versus standing, what is the difference? So this is going back to the uh, popular press article. When you sit on a chair for eight to nine hours a day, and more importantly, stay in the same position and the entire time, your discs will tend to bulge out as the pressure increases. So now we're talking about uh, back health and uh, discs. That, that's going to be your vertebrae. Um, so as far as writing and uh, having a good topic and flow of the article, not very good here. So this happens when the hydration and fluidity in your disc, in your disc gets compromised risking your spine health, and hence it was, it was advised that job goers rather stand than sit, making it a great alternative. But standing up in the same position all day is not good for your spine or back either. So this is, uh, those are pretty good statements. I'm not an expert in um, sp spine vertebrae health and hydration, but I uh, am familiar enough with the ergonomics and just general movement literature that um, this is pretty pretty on point here. It would be helpful if this article had some some actual 
citations or some ideas or some articles that they're drawing from. So um, again, so the first paragraph is all about standing this and it talks about vertebrae. So whoever wrote this article, you need to organize your thoughts a little better. Um, anyway, so why is that? Just like with dieting, so this is referring to uh, your spinal health. Completely replacing one activity with another is not good for the body. Okay, so again, they're changing subjects, topics, not very good writing here. So again, this is just another thing to look out for that very disconnected ideas. We talked about um, health outcomes in paragraph one. Paragraph two is uh, the heading is even off. It's sitting versus standing. It doesn't even talk about that. It talk, talks about back health. So again, all these things to consider when you're reading these um, headlines and getting into the articles. Why is that? Okay, so just like with dieting and exercising, completely replacing one activity with another is not good for the body. When you stand rather than sitting, you clock in almost zero minutes of movement, putting you in the same position as sitting when you become physically inactive. Okay, this is kind of a wonky sentence. Um, seems like they're getting at kind of energy expenditure, but they don't talk about that. Um, another study conducted in the Journal of Epidemiology, again, there's no citation here, also found that people who preferred standing to sitting had a higher risk of, of, of developing heart complications than the other ones. Okay, I can't really make a fair judgment of that because there's no reference to a researcher article or anything. So that sentence is really as good as nothing. Um, it may be true, but um, I, I can't really evaluate that. Okay, uh, there is also another reason why you should ditch the new trend of standing up. See, these are just very very uh, declarative, very assertive sentences here, and working. So this is why you should ditch it. All right, so again, here here comes some more bad advice. Doctors point out this to the history of evolution. So doctors point this out to the history of evolution. I'm beginning to think now that this, might have, this article might have just been put through some type of translating machine because the grammar is really bad. But even though I'm reading this, it's important to look at how you have these feeds and everything through Twitter and Instagram that the articles will pop up and get lots of likes and, and you know, through algorithms you'll see them. So whether or not the English is great, the headlines are still there. Um, and bad grammar and sentence structure in the context of a research article could make things even more confusing. So back to the article. Doctors point out this to the history of evolution. So why are doctors saying this? Because evolution. As humans have adapted to sitting or bending down to do tasks, our brains are all wired to perform certain tasks better. Okay, again, this article that Dr. Rempel has, has uh, that I will go over, it's, it's not, does not get at that. Like the ones which require using motor skills when we sit down. So that is a goofed up sentence. So as we've adapted to sitting or bending down to do tasks, our brain are all wired to perform certain tasks better. Maybe, I don't know, the wiring doesn't matter. We have to look at consequences and learning um, we learn by doing things, so whether or not we have the right wiring in our brain or not may matter, may not. We have we have a brain, we're a human, so we could probably uh, do things. We don't need to worry about the wiring. But it exists. Um, yeah, it's just a very incomplete thought there. So um, next paragraph, what should you do then, you know, in the context of standing and working? Experts and physiotherapists divide following the 28 to 2 regimen when working, that is, Sitting for 20 minutes in an erect posture that does not hinder the spine. Spending the next 8 minutes standing along with a little movement and stretching here and there. And then taking a little break. Walking around for 2 minutes to maintain the perfect balance. 
following this method could cut down, if not completely avoid the risks that come with both sitting and standing. But again, they did not talk about what the risks are. It's very declarative. Hey, you're just standing. You should stop doing this. But it's unfounded. The article that I'm about to read next does not even talk about that. But this uh, popular press article ends with the verdict. Even if you prefer standing and working, we should remember that we should remember that no matter what, we all need a little movement in our body to beat the stiffness. So rather than standing all the time and working, prefer walking around. All right, download the time uh, the Times of India. So that's the website, the Times of India. So yeah, uh, a lot of just disconnected ideas in there, um, regardless of, of, of the grammar. Um, they talked about staining and back health and all this. But um, yeah, so just be cautious of these headlines and everything. And then also another thing, when I first came across this article, I was like, oh boy, what, you know, maybe, maybe some researcher did find something new. And so I looked at it and it was not a study. Um, and so now we will get to that. So now we've heard what a general blog may sound like. Um, and But now let's go to the article itself. So the article, the study that this Times of India um, news article referred to, um, not a study again, it's called uh, just a, a commentary. It's called Do Sit Stand Workstations Improve Cardiovascular Health? Do they improve work health? Sit Stand Workstations are any adjustable desk, any adjustable unit that might go on top of a desk that allows you to uh, work at your computer in a sitting position, and then you can adjust it somehow uh, standing up. So this article was published in the Occupational Medicine Forum, um, and it's related to occupational environmental medical practices. Um, I'm just going to read a cliff note here or a clinical significance before, we, before I start reading the article. It's going to be a little jargon-heavy, but um, it's good to just listen to how, uh, how the words uh, differ and, and how uh, phrasing um, is is uh, is used when it comes to research from a researcher versus a, a journalist who is not trained in reporting these things. So, um, again, this is a 2018 article in the Journal of Occupational Environmental Medicine. Um, okay, and here's the, the footnote: There are no conflict of interest, clinical significance significance here. Um, clinicians may be asked to recommend sit-stand workstations for sedentary workers for various reasons, including to increase metabolism, lose weight, and decrease cardiovascular risks. A review of the literature finds no evidence that increasing standing time with the use of sit-stand workstations will improve cardiovascular health. Okay. Article begin. Do sit-stand workstations improve cardiovascular health? Sit-stand workstations have been around for many years but have gained, re- gained but have recently gained in popularity. The reasons are many but but reduced cost, increased marketing and promises of improved health seem to be the primary drivers. And I agree there. Um, we all want to get better, but we're not seeing the data right now to show that improving health by staying at work by standing at work is really um, is really happening. While there is some evidence that the use of sit-stand workstations may prevent some musculoskeletal discomfort and improve productivity, again those MSDs are back pain, neck pain, carpal tunnel, wrist pain. There is little evidence that more standing at work will improve cardiovascular health, your heart health. Nonetheless, several countries, for example the United Kingdom and Australia, and the American Medical Association, so a very very important organization, have published public health guidelines recommending more standing for sedentary workers. The basis for recommending more standing to improve cardiovascular health for sedentary workers follows from a misinterpretation of epidemiologic and uh, physiological studies. First, 
the epidemiological evidence. So again, these are the, the disease studies. At, at least five large prospective studies have found that increased total sitting time, that is, combined work and leisure sitting time, increases the risk of cardiovascular disease. These studies controlled for important confounders such as age, education, smoking, employment, leisure time, physical activity, BMI, body mass index, diet, hypertension, and cholesterol. The risk increased approximately 50% among those who sat more than 10 to 12 hours per day compared with those who sat less. On the other hand, at least six large prospective studies have found that increased occupational sitting time did not increase cardiovascular disease risk. Again, the studies controlled for important confounders. In fact, two of the studies found the inverse association. Workers with predominantly or workers who predominantly sat at work had greater protection from cardiovascular disease than those who predominantly stood. Um, again, just different types of studies here. So why the difference? By and large, these were all well-designed epidemiological studies of good quality with comprehensive control of confounders. Confounders, again, just other variables going on in the studies that uh, we just want to rule out so um, we're confident in what uh, the findings give us or what the studies give us. The differences are likely to be explained by study population differences and a special contribution to cardiovascular disease risk from prolonged sitting, time at home, for example, the, quote, couch potato effect. Most studies of all time sitting include non-working populations with retired or disabled persons. These would show stronger benefits for physical activity because those who neither work nor engage in physical activity during leisure are bound to contribute much of the observed risk of physical inactivity. Inactivity may also be a marker of impaired health due to other health problems such as chronic pulmonary disease, which was not controlled for in these studies. Thanks so far, so good. This brings up the second level of evidence. So the first level was just the disease studies. Um, again, looking at the heart health. Um, you know, it, from When you're sitting down, your heart pumps at a certain rate and you're burning so many calories. And in a way, your body's kind of preserving your energy. When you stand up, your heart you know, increases its heart rate a little bit to engage your muscles to stand up. Um, and you're burning a little more calories when you're standing and working, but um, to suggest that your heart is working that much harder improving, it kind of makes sense um, that it probably won't be as much as maybe some of these studies are promoting. So this brings up getting back to the second level of evidence. The effects of sitting versus standing on body weight and overall metabolism, blood pressure, and lipid and glucose metabolism, so fat and sugar metabolism, overweight, so people that have a high BMI, is recognized, is recognized, is a recognized independent risk factor of CVD, or cardiovascular disease. However, associations between occupational sitting, sitting at work, and BMI have not been confirmed in prospective studies. Surprisingly, overall metabolism is almost the same for sitting and standing. The difference in metabolism between sitting and standing is small and ranges from 0 to 30 calories. So, I highlighted that on my PDF of this article. Um, so there is a calorie difference. You can think about it. It's intuitive that if I'm standing using my legs, there's more muscle, muscle engagement. Um, so energy has to be expended for my muscles to keep me upright versus sitting down. There's fewer muscles engaged. So there's a small difference there. Furthermore, on average, employees with a sit-stand workstation and with some system to remind them to stand, will stand for an extra one to two 
hours per day. That system is probably some type of reminder, some type of prompt. There's there are software prompts out there um, on your on your monitor. You might see, hey, it's it's time to move. At best, this would lead only lead to only an extra 60 calorie metabolism, 60 calories burned metabolism per day, or half a bottle of beer. This difference is unlikely to reduce obesity in any substantive matter. In fact, a recent review found no convincing evidence that sit-stand work would reduce BMI. And for the most part, you can't, you know, this is this is kind of common sense here. You can't outrun, outstand, outsit, out fidget, out outwork a really bad diet. So playing the calorie game here, um, when it comes to standing, burning, you know, calories, uh, we see all these, um, all these core mobility mobility devices that are are sold to us for the workplace like oh you can sit and be active and engage your core you're going to burn more calories like okay maybe you do you're not really measuring them and even so if you're eating that bagel that means you know during morning break that means you're going to have to sit for 16 hours to get or sorry use the device for 16 hours which isn't just once you start actually asking the next question and thinking about it it's, it doesn't really it, it's not going to happen you can't you can't outstand a bad diet fidgeting can increase metabolism by 50 calories an hour but a real increase in metabolism at an office workstation requires pedaling or treadmill walking which increases to 100 to 200 calories an hour these interventions are noisy and not well accepted in the workplace okay so that's a different issue um so Dr. Rumpel, fair point, but we're talking about cardiovascular health, not necessarily the organizational variables, but very important to address. Furthermore, these interventions interfere with tasks requiring fine motor skills like typing or mouse work. So again, we have to look at the consequences, the contingencies. Yes, it's going to interfere, but can we rearrange certain um, certain activities to where it's not it's a non-issue? Um, okay, we're still working on the third column here. Only one more column to go. A Danish, a Danish cross-sectional study of over 2,500 working adults found that leisure time sitting was associated with increased triglycerides, cholesterol, cholesterol, blah, sorry, cholesterol, weight, and waist circumference, but occupational time sitting showed a weaker or no association with these markers. This supports the couch potato theory of sitting and cardiovascular risk. There is a difference between difference between sitting at work and lounging in front of a TV at home. Several small intervention studies have demonstrated mixed effects of sit-stand workstations on blood pressure, but they suffer from serious methodologic limitations. So again, we've already seen we've already seen that this is not a study, this is just a, a literature review of what's going on with the sitting standing disc research and what it means for cardiovascular health, the disease studies, things like that. So Heart disease is defined as myocardial infarctions. Uh, that's just a technical term there for heart disease or coronary artery disease. However, so just think heart disease. However, other conditions such as periphery artery disease, varicose veins, and, and the associated complication of deep vein thrombosis, thrombosis should also be considered. I don't know what all of those are, but they're just definitely circulation vein artery related. So... For example, standing or walking at work is a risk factor for venous disease. So again, the inactivity, the not moving, whether you're sitting or standing, we're going to be at risk for everything. And in this case, when they study it, you're at risk for these circulation uh, vein type issues. Increased walking or standing, which now I'm standing at my 
podcast mic, I need to do some calf raises myself, do some hamstring curls standing in place. Increased walking or standing was associated with increased risk for varicose veins and ischemic heart disease in the Framingham study. A more recent study reported that varicose veins doubled the risk of incident cardiovascular cardiovascular disease in the three Finnish cohorts. So, um, there's there's just there's risks abound. You know, it's just a matter of which are the major risks. Which ones can you live with? Which ones can you live without? Which ones do you have to remove? Um, in general, the more activity, the better. It's going to put you to lower risk for all these heart disease. So now wrapping up here, the final column. There is strong disease. There is there is strong evidence suggesting that reduction of prolonged sitting at work, reduction of physical job demands, and reduction of long work hours can promote health and longe- health and longevity in a wide range of working populations. A lot going on there. So changing how you work, changing the number of hours, can improve your health outcomes. Many jobs in the expanding service sector of advanced economies require prolonged standing for tasks that could be performed sitting, for example, bank tellers and airline clerks, or high aerobic workloads, so think cleaners, retail, warehouse workers, that could be reduced through ergonomic job redesign or job rotation. So changing the tasks or having or having new individuals come perform that, that, that job requirement. High postural or and other physical job demands are often combined with long work hours, insufficient rest, and recovery periods, and with psychosocial job stressors that have been linked to both musculoskeletal and cardiovascular diseases, associated disability, and premature death. We therefore recommend that health and safety professionals direct resources and expertise towards the modification of these established risk factors. We'll say that again. So, he says, we... Um, just, uh, Dr. Rempel, um, this is also Dr. Uh, Nicholas Krauss, both of, UC- of UCLA, public health. So they recommend that health and safety professionals direct resources and expertise toward the modification of these other risk factors. So, um, psychosocial job stressors, um, uh, number of work hours, type of job demands, things like that. And I, I'm all for that. Finally, the introduction of aerobic exercise at work may not be useful from the perspective of cardiovascular health. Uh, a recent worksite randomized control trial, which is the gold standard in research, the RCT, a recent worksite RCT of aerobic exercise at work among cleaners found mixed results. While there were some improvements in fitness and metabolic risk factors, these potential benefits came with unexpected substantial increases in 24-hour ambulatory blood pressure. Consequently, the authors concluded that it would be that it would not be safe to recommend such exercise programs, which again making a broad recommendation just based on this one study of cleaners could be a little much. It doesn't really get at what other type of functional movement somebody can do, so they're just doing some type of aerobic exercise. I believe I looked it up. Um they looked at, I think they did just a, did some basic um, aerobic exercise. It doesn't really matter. There's so many other parts and facets to health and functional fitness that go into um, being able to perform safely the job, right? Think about, okay, um, if you have a, a, a cleaner and they, uh, 
uh, I'm just saying if, if the cleaner at a hotel, if you teach them how to move effectively, how to how to maybe put themselves in a better position to pick up things off the ground, how to reach above their head. And if you do that fast, you're going to elevate your heart rate. That's going to have some type of aerobic exercise. But, you know, again, they're sticking to what the research says. So uh, it's okay to be critical about what people recommend and um, as long as you have a good reason. In summary, there is no unbiased evidence that the use of sit-stand workstations to increase occupational standing uh, to increase occupational standing time improves cardiovascular health. So again, I'll repeat that again. There is no unbiased evidence that the use of sit-stand workstations to increase uh, occupational standing actually improves heart health. So that's a fair statement. Because most of the studies to date have all been, um, you look at, you know, again, a cohort of, uh, you know, 100,000 people over a 15 to 20 year time span. You look at how long people uh, live and then you create your risk factors. There's never any like predicting the future. So it's it's definitely difficult, um, but, you know, it is what it is. In fact, the opposite appears true. Jobs that involve predominantly standing are, are associated with reduced cardiovascular health. Think of the mailman walking around back in the day. Now they just have their own trucks. Employees who do sedentary work should not be advised that increasing their standing time at work will improve their cardiovascular health. So now, that is kind of the crux here of this whole comparison, whereas the article, the pop psychology, the popular press article says, do you stand at work? You should stop doing this. Why? Well, I guess they're grabbing the statement that I just said, which was employees who do sedentary work or sit should not be advised that increasing their standing time at work will improve their heart health. But we can still advise sedentary workers to get up and move around because there are short-term benefits. You know, we we hypothesize, we assume, we, we hope that by increasing more activity, increasing the blood flow, that all these short-term benefits will eventually snowball into a long-term benefit. And while this talks about cardiovascular health, we have to also consider all the other facets of health and wellness and uh, what I've been talking about, functional fitness, that go into being a healthy office worker. So we don't. Uh, these researchers have not talked about how um, how our muscles become shortened over time when we sit. How uh, how our back. Well, the article talked a little bit. Um, the popular press article talked about back pain a little bit, but didn't didn't cite any research. But there's uh, risk associated with uh, low back pain and things like that. So um, yes, I agree that there are no studies showing that standing more at work improves our heart health. But there's other there are other there are a host of other benefits that comes with standing more and being more active. And the last sentence here for the uh, academic article, as health and safety professionals, we should not recommend sit-stand works- workstations as an intervention to reduce cardiovascular risk. So that's a fair statement. It's kind of dancing around all the other issues. Um, but again, this article here, now we can kind of compare how this is a much longer thought out. It has, of course, it's an academic article. It cites has 31 references here. Um, the level of detail is more dense compared to the other one. Um, so now if we go back to the uh, first article, do you stand Do you stand and work? You should stop doing this. But this is all about heart health, but there's also other benefits of getting up, moving around, improving your blood flow, improving, uh, giving your giving your body more, uh, more stimuli to stress itself so it can uh, be more fit and active, generally speaking. So 
Um, I hope now that we've seen, uh, this is part two, and this this concludes kind of the, the two-part series of looking at a case study, of looking at, you know, how all these distractions come out. And this is a real-world example of um, the issues of, you know, we pick, uh, we, we read an article, there's some type of sciencey sounding person, some type of sciencey sounding statement, we take it as truth, but we just take, you know, a little little bit of time, find the article, find out that A, it wasn't a study, B, uh, the claims don't match up with the headline, and C, there's other things going on. Um, I think we can make better educated decisions about our days and how we spend ourselves, you know, how we spend our time making ourselves healthier. So that's it for today. For today, this was a different uh, ep- episode where I looked at it, an academic article on Reddit. So if you got any questions or comments, uh, let me know. Other than that, keep moving, and I'll talk to you soon.